Well, folks, we've been uh, uh, getting some new sponsors, and you're going to hear from a couple new sponsors that we just picked up. Uh, and they're helping us get out there to games and get this coverage and stuff going. Well, uh, the point of this is that we're getting ready for the basketball season, and if you want to sponsor us, it'll really help the amount of coverage that your team gets. And whether we can get there live and call games for them, you know, we're going to be available to get out and, and help promote your basketball team, and uh, your business will be listed. And uh, um, we put out so many episodes that your ads will be on. Uh, it's very, very little by the uh, by uh, per time that it plays, maybe a dollar or two uh, a time that it plays. So uh, we'll work really hard for you, and we're, we've uh, given you a great season, and enjoy this episode of Beat the Round Guy. It's time for Beat the Round Guy. Uh, 4M Plumbing of Washington, Iowa is a brand new sponsor, as well as LivestockPartners.org of uh, – of Minneapolis, Iowa. Uh, Scotty, we're getting a couple new sponsors. Uh, um, you want to welcome them to the team? Welcome aboard, guys. All right. Well, we're going to get right to it. Scott don't have a lot of time, and we only have a couple teams to talk about. Let's start out with the Minneapolis game. Uh, who are they playing? Uh, and I believe that's the Friday night game, right? Yeah, that's Friday night. Uh, typical football night for everybody. They're playing the Monticello Panthers, led by Iowa Group. Preston Rees, um, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He is uh, one of the all-time uh, leading offensive, if not the all-time leading offensive player in the state of Iowa, um, both rushing and passing. Uh, but his his primary position is linebacker, so he's another one of those uh, two-way players that is uh, just you know one of the all-time great athletes of. Uh, of the state of Iowa. So he's going to be coming to Minneapolis, bringing his team along. They're nine and one. Um, they haven't played a lot of close games. In fact, you scan through their schedule. The only real close game they had was against Anamosa who, uh, Minneapolis beat in round one, but they, uh, did beat them 38 to 20. So it wasn't super close. Their one loss came to three, a state ranked and powerful Mount Vernon. Uh, you can't take a lot away from that. That was week one. So this is going to be a, a tall task for the Bulldogs, but they're at home. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you that. What do you, what do you think the home crowd is going to do for me, Pope? It always helps. Uh, that's that's <laughs> a tough play. I don't know if I put it quite on the, on the uh, level of say a case field or some of these others, but uh, you know, Minneapolis has always uh, got great fan support. There's a lot of history there. I've seen, um, you know, this field's newer, so maybe it doesn't quite have the mystique yet, but it sure is a nice facility, one of the nicest I've been in, certainly in southeast Iowa. Um, it, it never hurts to be at home. It's just uh, one of those deals where you get this deep in the playoffs. You know, it, it is uh, it's monumental uh, to, to try to get out of the, this round with a win. So we'll, we'll see what happens Friday night. Well, thanks to uh, Livestock Risk Management uh, partners there, we're going to be able to be there. Uh, and we're going to do some play-by-play -play in this game. Now, uh, we did a poll on this, Scotty, and uh, it's pretty close here, but uh, Monticello is uh, 57 and a half to 42 and a half. Um, uh, so uh, Monticello seems to have uh, some pretty good respect here statewide. Yeah, um, and then rightfully so. Um, they're going to be a tough out for for our Bulldogs, uh, that, that one player, and of course this is 11 man and it's two, a to boot. So one guy isn't going to take you all the way. So they've obviously got a good supporting cast and, and scanning through their, their statistics and stuff. I don't, 
don't see anybody that really jumps out there quite like Preston does, you know, um, and I didn't expect to, but obviously they've got a good team around him and, uh, it's just, it's going to be tough. But one thing we can say for Mediapolis, we saw this in week one and on through the season, this is a very deep team. They've got a, a great cast of characters. They're led by, by several guys, you know, it's not going to be one name that jumps at you for, for the Bulldogs. And uh, hopefully that plus the, the home field advantage will win out here Friday night. Well, uh, uh, well, what about um, who on Mepo's defense stands out to you there that, that is going to be critical um, to put a stop on this run game that they're going to be facing? Well, when I'm talking defense, um, Mediapolis has a great line. Uh, we talked about them, or you've talked about them with Coach Borson all year. And it starts up front, of course, but I think a lot's going to hinge on the, on the linebackers here. And you're talking Chet Moore specifically and uh, Alton Wonderlick. They're the, they're the big tackle machines for the Bulldogs, especially Chet. And this is going to be a game where those boys are really going to want to show out. And I think if they do that and they keep Preston contained, uh, he's definitely, I'm sure, going to get some, some yards and, and maybe some scores. But if they can if they can keep him from going crazy, uh, the Bulldogs just might have a shot here. Well, uh, the Bulldogs, oh, yeah, they got uh, Jackson, Starsky, and Hutchinson there. Uh, uh, as Monticello gave up any um, uh Big yardage run games. Uh, how's their run defense? I couldn't tell you. I don't know much about them other than scores. Um, and they've they've got quite a few shutouts on the season. They've got some some big time blowouts. Um, recent uh, opponent in the playoffs there for for Minneapolis Comanche is in their district. They beat Comanche fifty six fourteen back at the end of September. Um, they beat Northeast Goose Lake fifty five fourteen. They beat Cascade thirty five to nothing, which of course is a, a smaller school, but in, a, out of a different, decent district themselves. I don't know. They're, they're, they look pretty impressive. And Preston's kind of a, a balanced kid. He's going to throw for, for some yards and he's going to run for a lot. He's, he's big and strong. He's going to be the two A version of Cam Buffington. Well, who's this kid, uh, uh, Aiden something, uh, the receiver that's so good for me, Pope. That's Aiden Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Nelson. Like we're, we're calling him the Aladdin's lamp. Do you think he can, uh, uh, Drew Miller, uh, kill, Drew the Killer Miller, and him could uh, 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 pull off some magic in this game. I think they could. He's a, a really great receiver, one of the best in our corner of the state. Um, got good eyes on him, week one versus Columbus, and that was kind of a coming out party for him a little bit, maybe. Um, but I thought on Columbus's side, the the younger Kaleberg Tyson covered him really well, but the fact is Aiden made plays in coverage and that's, that's going to be big. Um, if he can pull out some of that magic Friday night and uh, make some of those big catches, even when he is covered or whatever, cause he seems to have a knack for that of coming up with the ball when maybe he shouldn't, uh, that they, they, uh, would definitely benefit from him having a night like that. All right. Well, is there anything else about that game you want to talk about? Not really. I'm ready to get to it. Um, I'm planning on coming over there myself. And I'm ready to watch the, the Bulldogs one more time at home. And hopefully they get a trip to the Dome after it's all said. And done. Well, uh, there's another game. Uh, uh, and I know you have eyes on this, but this is Thursday night. So you don't have to miss one to see the other. Uh, but um, just due to a travesty of the way they put these pods together. And I, I, I'm almost livid about this. Uh, because Don Bosco comes alphabetically before Winfield. Winfield has to go on the road here even though they're number one team. Talk to me just about that kind of unfairness. They didn't have to put a team alphabetically like that uh, in the bracket with them. 
it's kind of something that we've seen over the years. I don't know how long Iowa's been using that as kind of a final tiebreaker when all the other tiebreakers are met between a pair of opponents. Um, you know, in Waco's two deep runs these last two years, they had to go on the road a couple of times when clearly they shouldn't have, but at least it was early round games where they still had a good, you know, they were against opponents that they, they pretty much uh, would overwhelm. <laughs> You know, and so it wasn't a big deal. But here we are in a quarterfinal with a shot at the dome on the line. One team, no offense to Don Bosco, but one team, our Winfield Mount Union Wolves, has done everything they can possibly do to set themselves up for a home field advantage run through these playoffs, especially as we get deeper. And here they find themselves on the visitor end of the alphabet, which is just like you said, it's an absolute tragedy. And um, I understand you've got to go down the line of tiebreakers and come up with something, but this is... This is so antiquated and ridiculous that it boggles the mind that here in 2023, we still have it, especially with the state having its own state rankings. If you can rank teams from the state directly, not the media, not the AP, not who, not me and you on the Power Five or whatever, there's no reason you can't uh, put together a seeding system that rewards the team that's undefeated. The fact is Don Bosco's got a loss on this season. They have no business hosting a quarterfinal game against an undefeated team. And they sure didn't have to put a team alphabetically superior to, to Winfield Mount Union um, when you cut when you cut the pot out, you know. But it is what it is, and it's Thursday night, and uh, I believe if you want to see it, uh, it's going to be on the Don Bosco YouTube channel. Um, uh, I got a, a, a link uh, sent to me from Coach McCarty this morning, so we, at least we can put that out. Uh, but I got to see Don Bosco uh, uh, last week, and uh, – um, boy, uh, Waco played good with them, really played right with them. Uh, I really thought they were going to win the game. Um, it just kind of come down to, um, Waco's more disciplined. Waco's, uh, um, does a lot better, you know, running their plays and everything, but they just have some talent there that is kind of next level. Um, that when they really need to, they can go to it and they were able to get, uh, deep and score some points late in that game to, to put themselves in front for the first time. Uh, uh, have you had a chance to look at, it, at Don Bosco? What do you know about Don Bosco? Not a ton. Just the uh, their, their uh, primary threat there, of course, is the older Kanak boy, Caden. You know, he's, he's rushed for 1,500, almost 1,600 yards on darn near 10 yards to carry, 32 touchdowns. That's a lot of offense. They've got the Ty Christensen kid that's uh, rushed for 14 TDs. The younger Kanak boy looks like he's a, a threat in the receiving game, but he's not the leading receiver. In fact, he's the third leading receiver on the team, so they can throw it a bit, but I don't think they want to. I think they want to. I think they want to see what they can do running Caden, um, and they're going to come up against the defense as great as Waco's defense was. Uh, it sounds like they found one or two plays in the passing game in the second half that got them over the hump, got them a couple three scores. To, to get that one out, I felt like Waco let that one kind of slip away, but that's that's how it goes in the playoffs. They are going to meet a much stingier defense tomorrow night. Um, and then one thing I want to say that stood out to me about the Winfield Mount Union Wolves last week against a high-powered Moravia offense was you would think that with um, Cam Buffington hobbled by that twisted ankle or whatever that he suffered in the, in the first half, and the fact that he didn't play much in the second half, that would have given Moravia a chance to, to score some points. Not win the game, but score some points. And the fact is, they were just as stout with him on the sidelines as they were with him in there. 
Now, if he's at full strength or half strength or whatever, that's just going to help the Wolves all the, all the more. I don't see Don Bosco, if they were only able to muster 28 against Waco, who has a great defense, I don't know that they can get to three touchdowns against Winfield Mount Union. I don't think it'll be enough. Well, um, okay. Well, what does uh, Winfield Mount Union got to do to win this game? Do what they've been doing. Um, if Cam's healthy, obviously you're going to want to tune up Don Bosco's uh, defense with several carries from him, at least 15 or 20. Um, and I think you're good to go at this point in the playoffs with that. I think you'll probably get upwards of 200 yards and, and three to four or five touchdowns out of him. Um, defensively, all they got to do is keep doing what they've been doing, which is straight up dominating. They are always in the right place. They give up very little in the way of first downs, let alone big plays. And uh, I think if, as long as they stay as stingy as they've been and, and on assignment, doing their jobs defensively, as they have been all season long, it, this is almost an impossible game for the Dons to come out of. Really? Oh, um, I'm going to tell you the, the results of our poll, and a lot of people voted in this poll, uh, and they're agreeing with you, Scott. 79.6% uh, picked uh, Winfield Mount Union Wolves, uh, and Don Bosco was down there with 20.4. Uh, Basically, one in five people are, are picking Don Bosco. Uh, uh, you you look. You, are you really looking for Winfield Mount Union to roll in this game? I am. I remember a year ago, uh, Waco in the quarterfinal game, rolling up a whatever it was, a 55 to 6 win or whatever against uh, uh, Montezuma. I don't know that Winfield Mount Union will do that to Don Bosco, but like I said, if they've got things rolling on offense, Cam's uh, full strength or close to it and doing what he does that way, and their defense stays like it, as stingy as it's been, especially here recently, um, th this could this could be a running clock thing. Well, really? Wow. Oh. Uh um, I, I'm thinking Don Bosco is about as talented a team as they played this year. Yeah, they're they're certainly up there. Um, I'd put them up with uh, Waco. Obviously, that was a close game. Central City. Um, no shortage of great opponents for Winfield Mount Union, and I know I'm sounding like a homer here, and I'm probably if a Don Bosco fan listens to my take on the game, they're probably offended, but. This is my honest take on it. This is how much I believe in this uh, Wolves team. And I, I don't know that there's anybody that can give them a tight game outside of that top four that they would see, you know, up and down. Well, um, um, it might be some bulletin board material. Uh, we'll see. But, um, Scotty, you always call it like you, you see it. Uh, I had a couple other – I had one more poll up here. Uh, uh, and I, I just picked out some players uh, that I thought had some pretty good – uh, playoff performances that were um, they're out of the playoffs. These guys are all out of the playoffs, but uh, we put up Quadzilla, Owen Hassel, Killer Cole Kindred, uh, uh, Brickhouse Lichty, and Teague Smith. Uh, there's a little time left to vote on this, and man, a lot of people have already voted, but uh, right now, Quadzilla's in front with 35%, followed by Teague Smith at 27.5. Uh, but all those guys did a great job. Um, uh, I saw some uh, Connor Strand. Uh, I haven't talked about him, uh, but man, Scotty, he was making some blocks and some downfield blocks, and and his blocking really stood out uh, to me. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to look at Connor Strand uh, 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 play up there at SK, but but uh, uh, do you got anything to say about him? I, buddy, I didn't get to see 
any of that game. Um, so I really couldn't say really anything about it with any knowledge. I was locked into the game that I was at. Well, I get you on that one. But, I mean, just if, if you'd seen him as a player, uh, he's been a, a player that I felt like I overlooked. And when I saw um, some great, great play like that, um, it stood out. So I also kind of wanted yeah. to just throw him out there as a shout-out and give him a game ball. Well, uh, Scotty, um, is there anything else you want to say about these two games? No, I'm just uh, happy that we get to uh, at least uh, have a stream on the one tomorrow night up there at Don Bosco because I cannot get <laughs> that far away from home on a work night. But uh, I'll get to see one more game outside, away from the Dome here, as late as you can go in Minneapolis, and I'm sure happy for that. Well, um, thanks to a couple new sponsors. Uh, um, I'm negotiating a little bit with uh, Andy Kretzinger. He and I might drive up together. Uh, uh, but, uh, um, one way or another, we'll get some coverage of it. Uh, thanks for being with us, Scotty. You got it. There's one more beat the round guy. There might be another one. Might be another one. Uh, we're hoping. All right. Thanks for being with us.